How's it going, everybody? Yes, the video. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to uh, this podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I had the uh, distinct pleasure to talk to Mr. Robert Hines, a very hilarious uh, comedian. You know, you may know him best from this. Joe's barbecue foot massage. Joe's barbecue foot massage. That was a viral video. Jones Barbecue with Foot Massage. Uh, it's been played a million times. You've probably seen it. Uh, but he, he does stand-up. He does all kind of stuff. We talk about uh, all kind of things. You can check out more of Mr. Robert Hines on this website, robertlhines.com. He's got a lot of clips and things up there. Uh, I highly recommend uh, that you check it out. He's very funny. And uh, don't forget to follow me. He's on the Twitters, at Jason Burglar, B-U-R-G-L-A-R. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. And uh, like me on the Facebooks, Facebook uh, slash Sock Up Rocks or something like that. And the YouTubes and all that other stuff. You just go to the website, SockUpRocks.com. That'll take you everywhere you need to go. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thank you so much for listening again. And without further ado, would you play the theme songs already? This is unbelievable. Let's play the siren for the first time call. Let's here we go. So good to see you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you guys for having me. Man, so I'm what? Really so what you've been? Uh, you have been. Uh, you're you're an active comedian person. I've watched your uh, your videos and things on YouTube's, your stand ups. Yes, yes. All kind of stuff. But people, uh, they may they may know you uh, the best as uh for, as the man from the Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Is that true? <laughs> Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Oh, there it yes. is. Tobias <laughs> Rutherford Jones. Oh, I love it. The Boss Brother for Joe. So how's how did all that uh, that come? Up? How long you been doing comedy and stuff? Well, I've been doing comedy about twenty six years. Oh, nice. Uh, it'll be twenty six years in June. Okay. Um, and and what happened was there was this group of guys called Big Dog Eat Child. Good name. Okay. They are a sketch comedy group. Okay. And I was working in a coffee house. And they saw me in a coffee house and was like, man, they had this character that they couldn't make work. It was Toby Jones. And so they approached me like, hey, we want to shoot a video about this guy. And they told me who the guy was. And they was like, but we can't seem to make him work. And I was like, okay. So the very first video we shot was called Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage Facility. And oh, yeah, I see that one. In like October or November. And in like a month, it had a half million hits. Oh, wow. And then I started getting phone. It, it was a phone number attached to it that I used to answer. The phone wouldn't stop ringing. Oh, it people called the phone. Yeah, it was a real phone number that they used to have. And people would call just to see, was there a real Jones uh, big-ass truck running on a storage facility? Matter of fact, they got outtakes of recordings of them talking to people, leaving messages on the phone. Oh, that's fun. So how would you, you would answer the phone sometimes? I would answer the phone a lot. And it got to be a problem with my wife. She's oh, like, man. look, this phone ring all night long. You need to cut it off. <laughs> Stop <laughs> pretending to run the truck storage place. Did you do it like, was it, uh, you know, was it Toby Jones would answer the phone? Absolutely, Toby would answer the phone. Oh. Like this one young lady called me and asked me if I could store her uh, math teacher. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, if you can get it here, I'll put it in a box. Dang, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Jones characters. That is fantastic. Now, a lot of, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, the video that went viral, which a lot of them, have, I mean, they've all got a lot of hits and things like that. A lot of people think that they are real. Absolutely, we were that year. We were marketed as one of the worst commercials, according to Esquire. 
the worst holiday commercials according to Esquire. That's that's actually an honor, really. Absolutely. You know, you you got to work really hard to be like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to uh, then we went to the second one, which was not as popular, but now it's more popular than the first one, and that's the Jones Good Ass Barbecue and Foot Massage. They, oh, that was the one right there. Yeah, that's the one where Steph Curry does the dance, did the dance last summer over the playoffs. I've seen that. I've yeah, seen yeah. So you know, he did the dance to the to this jingle, and then the last one was called Jones Cheap Ass Prepaid Legal and Daycare Academy. I got to tell you, that's my favorite one out of the. You out know, of all I, of them. I'm I'm really partial to that one myself. That one that one cracked me up. <laughs> I love that one myself, man. <laughs> I think that one should actually be a TV show, if you ask me, because that's a that's um that's a fertile ground to create. You know, like the, the the it puts Toby in a position where he is constantly in 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 a conflict with these kids, and then you got somebody with a legal issue, and you got you know you got all these uh, plates to spend. To me, that's the most interesting concept. But you know, it didn't get a lot. It, it got only like a million a million or so hits, where the other ones got like six and. Five million hits. So. Right, and that's just on the actual one. I see it. Uh, which is this is a problem for a lot of the videos. You see, other pages will rip it, and they'll put it yeah. up on their page, and then you know that one's got ten million something views on it. They're getting yeah. all the credit for it. You're right. You're so. you're absolutely right, and they're very protective of the character, so they you know they don't want to lose you know they want to lose control of it. Yeah. No, that's, that's and, they, and it's their character. They came up with a great character. Um, again, it's this big doggy child. Now, the guys who actually own the character are uh, Romero and Pedro Castro. The Castro brothers actually own it, and those guys are really, really gifted. They're really oh. gifted dudes. Oh, that you know? is cool. So you, so they had the character, but the, I mean, obviously, you bring, you know, your own sort of spin to it. They said they had the character that wasn't able to make it work. What uh, what sort of did you add to it to uh, to help make it what it is? To me, when I read it, when I looked at it, <clears throat> this guy's the ultimate hustler. Right. Oh, He'll yeah. sell anybody anything, and you can't convince him that he can't sell everybody anything. Like, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. South side of Chicago is, um, matter of fact, if you look at a map of Chicago, mm-hmm. most of the murders go on in the district that I lived in. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and that place is filled with characters who are trying to hustle, mm-hmm. even if they try. Because, like, you can get crack anywhere or you can get drugs anywhere in Inglewood. Uh-huh. So you got to be a particular kind of drug salesman to uh-huh. excel at selling drugs because you can get them anywhere. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. You got to stay in the so point. You got to build a brand. Guys, there's a few guys who I've seen sell drugs. I was like, now that guy going to make some money. Because they didn't just sell the drugs. They sold charisma. They sold who they were. Like I was driving past and I heard this guy screaming. Now, again, this is not like this isn't this a legal thing you're selling. It's right. totally illegal. Exactly. But he's standing on the corner screaming, ready, already ready. Now, a ready is a rock crack of cocaine a ready rock okay so his whole thing i got ready already ready and i'm like wow this dude is just gonna stand here in the middle of the street and sell crack he may get arrested but he's gonna sell more crack than the next guy that's true you gotta have a jingle even even jones knows you gotta have a jingle (laughs) 
That's exactly what it was. And, and that's why I saw this character as somebody who has charisma, who could sell anything. As a matter of fact, while we, was, while, we were work, while we were working on the pilot episode of the show, one of the things I said was, they asked me, who is your target market? And I said, people. And it was like, well, you got to be more focused. I was like, no, I don't. If you breathe, you'll buy something from me. <laughs> That's confidence right there. I like that. There's another, there's a clip where, uh, where Tobias Jones goes to, uh, is in Los Angeles trying to sell, yes. a, uh, trying to sell the pilot. That, that, that was is, fantastic. That is the Jones sizzle reel. Yeah, the sizzle and reel. that thing, we, we first we started with just the sizzle reel. Then we expanded on the sizzle reel a little bit. And now we got a pilot running around here somewhere. I can't, I don't really, I don't really have uh, access to the pilot because they're still trying to sell it. Right. But it started out as that sizzle reel. And then that sizzle reel became a pilot. And, oh. and it gave me a, a co-star. And it's just it's just amazingly funny. It's really good. Oh, the, yeah, the whole thing and the whole character is hilarious. And your stand up is it's fantastic as well. You Thank still, you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I'll, all the clips and stuff on YouTube. You still doing like a touring around and doing the, the comedy? Yeah, I'll be on a summer tour. I'll be on a tour this summer. We're booking it now uh, between my manager and I. We're booking it now between Jack and I. We're, we're getting it booked. Uh, man, I have the best manager in the world, man. Me and his guy have become really close friends. And um, the name of his company is Rice Gordon Pictures. And they do uh, a lot of post-production accounting and a lot of other stuff. And in, in the middle of all that, I'm like sitting there uh, being represented in some of the best circles you could be, you know, oh, and, that's awesome. and it's really cool. And so we, we are booking a summer tour in the Midwest because I got a lot of connects in the Midwest. Plus, I just want to be able to be in Chicago in the middle of the summer so I can see my mama. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so your mom and them, they're all still uh, still in Chicago? They still live in Inglewood. They still live in Inglewood. So funny, man. My dad is uh, is 88. And he's as as cantankerous as he's ever been. <laughs> and it's so funny, man, because he'll sit on his porch and disrespect gangsters. Oh, really? Right. And they just listen to him. Like, it'll be a guy walking past with his pants down below his ass. And my father will see me. Hey, hey, come here. And like, hey, what is it? And like, what do, you, what do you need, Mr. Hines? He's like, why the hell you got your pants so low? Well, the reason he got his pants so low is because he got a pistol in his pocket, and the pistol is holding his pants down. Right. But my dad don't give a shit, and he's like, why you got your pants pulled down low? You'll never get no job. And let's say you're doing crime. You can't run from the police with your pants down that low. <laughs> and they Dude, listen to leave these gangsters alone. <laughs> that seems like a dangerous part of town to be giving unsolicited advice. Absolutely, absolutely. But he don't give a shit. He's like, well, I done lived a long life. If one of them kill me, so be it. There you go, man. That's confidence right there. He is fearless. He is fearless. <laughs> that is My fantastic. father is, is 88. He just stopped fighting in the streets when he was 80. Oh, wow. He, he decided to hang him up, huh? <laughs> he, came, he came in the house one day and was like, damn, I believe this fighting done passed me by. <laughs> I said, you think? He said, well, I still got one good ass whooping left in me. You can have it if you want it. <laughs> so, no, you can save that one. You can no, hang on to that one. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> you know, he's an old, tough guy. You know, one of them old, tough guys. Oh, you yeah. Know? No, it got to be tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're living in the middle of the hood. You do have to be you do have to have a, a degree of bark on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Now, you know, me as a uh, as a uh, police officer, I mostly focus on uh, giving speeders tickets and things like that. But you you also went into uh, into law enforcement. You know, as a 
as a young guy, uh, I did come up in a really tough neighborhood, right. but it was my mission to be in tough situations and not necessarily be the toughest guy in them. Right. It, 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 my my I, I was a correctional officer at the Cook County Jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cook County Jail is the largest singles of site detention facility in the United States of America. Oh, wow. At any given time, they got 10,000 inmates locked up in the Cook County Jail. Oh, okay. you there. And I was working in some place called uh, in a place called Division 11. Maximum security. OK. And I didn't have a gun, no weapon at all. I had a black pen a red pen and a flashlight and not that big ass knock a bitch out flashlight you know the big ass mag light no right. they gave me that tiny where's my keys mag light that's oh, what they man. gave me so what you got right. a macgyver something out of that yeah you know you you gotta be either you're gonna be super tough or you're gonna be super something in right. order to get through the situation and from in my entire youth my entire life i always wanted to be in a tough situation but not necessarily be the tough guy now it's not like i wasn't good with my hands it's not like i couldn't fight because there will be times when you have to fight right but that's not my mission i when i got in the army i joined the field artillery because i wanted to be the smartest guy in a tough in a tough job you know and so even in the jail when i walked through the jail it was not about um beating inmates down it was about uh pointing out their flaws right oh. so like I'll be in a, I'll be in a, I'll be in my my office, and an inmate will come to talk to me, and another inmate will run in and start talking, and I would dress him down like we were in the sixth grade. I'm like, excuse me, common courtesy does not mean that we are common. I was just talking to that man, <laughs> and it would be amazing to see these murderers like, oh, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so that worked then. That worked absolutely. Because the one thing I want to point out is that even in jail, there's humanity. Oh, right. Even in jail, there is uh, they have fears. They have things that they're concerned about. They they are still human beings. They just uh, and, and keep in mind, it's not an easy situation to be in a jail. Right. So if you could be managed in a jail, you could probably be managed on the street. But there's nobody there to give you that direct attention. Right. Oh, OK. So you, you was in there making a difference, man. I was doing my best. I was in there trying to save souls. That's right. Oh, that is awesome. So you did that. You did that for a number of years. Were you doing comedy and things like that, you know, like on the side at nighttime? Yes. Yes. I I worked in a jail for 10 years. And then when I got right up at 10 years, when I got to nine and a half years, I was like, if I stay here, I'm going to be stuck here. Mm -hmm. So I got to leave. And I just I didn't have any other prospects. And I was making good money at the jail. And I just left. Oh wow! I just left. I was I was one of the few people uh, that 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 left the jail on my terms. Because usually when you leave that job, if you're not retiring, you're leaving in handcuffs. Oh. <laughs> you're just changing rooms. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you're exactly right. And that's what that was my style of jailing. You know, and I found that um, those guys are. It would be like amazing some of the stuff that they do. Some of the things that they that they they are really like MacGyver. Like you could use a toilet to uh, anything from doing laundry uh, to cooling off wine. Oh wow! Yeah, it's got multi uses. That's handy. Um, I don't know, you know how. School. And then okay, so like in the sales, there's a bench, and then there's a little stool that's attached to the bench. Mm-hmm. They would turn or well, a table. It's a table, and then a stool attached to the table, all stainless steel. They would turn the table into a griddle. Oh wow! And, Man, milk cartons burn really slow. Oh, good to know. 
So they light up a couple of milk cartons and fry stuff on the table. Wow. That I would come in like, who the hell cooking? Because it's against the rules to cook. I'm like, who cooking and what you got? And give me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what That's generally frowned upon, right? They were setting yeah, things on fire. You can't be cooking in jail. But they would sell them stuff that you need to cook, like romaine noodles. Right. Like, how you gonna cook since somebody sells somebody romaine noodles? Like, so I wouldn't stop them from cooking, but I would try to wait until they were finished. Right. <laughs> you know, why sell them shit they gotta cook if you're not gonna let them cook? So you, you would buy the noodles, you just can't, you just gotta eat them like a, like a right. snack, I guess. Yeah, like hard or just slightly moist and not warm. Like, that's what you're supposed to eat them. Oh, wow. That's and good. they would take the sandwiches they would give them. This is like bologna sandwiches. They'd be stacked up and it'd just be dry as hell. And they would find a way to light. They would light up those milk cartons and fry that bologna, and it smelled like a real grill. You're like, damn, what y'all cooking? <laughs> then they made this stuff called dip. Dip is everything that you have in your cell: potato chips, uh, peanut butter, Kool-Aid, um, donuts, and just smash them all together and then make dip and, then, and I never I've never tasted it but I'm told it has a similar texture to tuna oh okay I will take their word for it just like you did <laughs> exactly I'm you know I'm not interested in eating that stuff <laughs> and people make the strangest things to get full like I've seen a guy make a donut sandwich oh wow well, you know they sell those now I've seen those <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, that's the thing now. Now regular, you know, just anybody could just go buy a donut sandwich. So it's donut, bread, and another piece of bread. What's well, it's a donut and yeah. then something else and then and then a donut. So you got donuts for the buns. But see, so I, I live in the south. I'm the in the donuts. south part. Right. right. Exactly. That's not what this is. Oh, oh. This okay. is a piece of bread, some peanut butter, a donut, and another piece of bread. Oh, yeah, that is a different thing. Yeah, yeah that no, yeah. that doesn't sound that great. Bunch of calories and a bunch of carbs. Those are helpful, though. <laughs> Especially when you're in the jail, you won't have enough ass to fight if you need to. <laughs> That's exactly right. So you did that. You got out. You started doing the uh, doing the thing. And uh, how long ago uh, was this? Uh, was all this video, this uh, viral sensations? <sighs> this video came out, in, I think, in 2008. Okay. 2000. I left the jail in 2003, and I made a movie. It was a really funny movie. It'll never see the light of day because the guy who made it, um, he had a lot of financial issues. Uh-huh. So he borrowed money against the movie. But it was really a funny movie. It's called Chasing Robert. Oh, yeah. There's a clip of that on your uh, website. Yeah, and it was really, really funny. And um, But it, it'll never, you know, because, again, this dude had so many financial issues that he kept taking loans out and he just couldn't get it out. Oh, but that's was, a shame. Yeah. Yeah. No, was, I watched that <laughs> clip earlier. It's got the... Uh, like Andy Dick and uh, what's the uh, Rob Castellanos is in there. Richard Jenny before he passed away. Oh wow! Yeah, it was beautifully funny, but he just couldn't get it out. And then after I made the movie, that took a little while. Right. Now, if we made that movie, then then that's when I met the Castro brothers, and then we started making videos. And I was still touring and doing comedy here and there. And um and then I decided in 2012, I was like, well, I'm going to LA. I'm oh, ready to go. sell. Yeah. Well, wow. What is that like? What is that like to sort of make that decision? What, what What's the tipping point for you? The way you said, well, uh, I'm making the move. When I felt like I was proficient enough to be a professional amongst the best of professionals. Oh, wow. When I felt like I could stand up to the competition. There you go. 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. So was the um, because you did that. I mean, you've you've done comedy, which is I mean, there's not this, there's not like a, a degree that you go and get for comedy or anything like that. Nah, nah. So you just sort of uh, you just sort of picked up and learned things. Right. It's you know what's so interesting that you say that when I started doing comedy, Bernie Mac was still in Chicago. Oh, and Bernie man. Mac would take you with him on little neighborhood tours. Oh, right? that is awesome. Yeah, and he would let you open for him, and and for opening for him, he would give you tips on your standup. Oh wow! That's so that's valuable. kind of my classroom setting was working with Bernie a lot. Wow, you can't do much better than that. Man, and he would be rough on you too. Like he was really a mean fella. Oh. <laughs> he was fairly mean. Like he would say stuff like. Um, like he would take you to the worst hood joint and I'm not necessarily hood I'm just you know I'm a comic who happens to be black right I'm not necessarily what you would call a black comic right 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 um, and, 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 and I don't mean that to disrespect any other comic or any other style of comedy it's just not my thing you know right. I don't I, I've never had to sell crack um, I don't really know you know how many uh, how many crack balls come in an eight ball I wouldn't know you know right. what I mean that's not my life. My, I had both my parents, and I've had a pretty good life up to this point, right? <laughs> so I don't have that anger that a lot of hood comics have. Right. Um, there is anger there, but it's not the same. And so he would, you go up there and try to do like this little cutesy tootsy shit I was doing, and then they looking for him, and they want him to come out and talk about you know illicit sex acts or whatever he's talking about. Right. And so after the show is over, he walk up to you and be like, "It's a damn shame." When you can't entertain your own people. <laughs> wow. That hurt. <laughs> that cuts to the bone right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, but I, I trained a little bit under, under, under uh, Bernie. And then when I got out here, <clears throat> excuse me. So in Chicago, Chicago is a tough town all around from top to bottom. Oh, really? And there are people who will sell you classes that aren't really classes. Like they'll sell you comedy classes. They just want you to pay to be on their stage, you know, and uh, and there's people who do that. Well, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to take any of those classes. I actually, so when I got out here and I see acting classes, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. So I actually broke down and took a class at Upright Citizens Brigade. Right. And I, loved it and it made me a better stand-up it made me a better actor and so i took a few more classes and so now i'm, I'm getting scholarships from them to be at uh the highest level of their studies oh nice yeah and i would advise anybody to you know if, if you want to be better at your craft give in you don't know everything right study and get better at it and it, and it has made me that much better of a toby jones it has made me <laughs> that much better of a stand-up it, it, it is just amazing Oh, that's good to know. So going to the, the UCB. So why, why did you pick uh, Los Angeles over uh, like a New York? Um, because of the weather. I've lived in Chicago 42 years. Oh. And I didn't want to see another winter that was like the winters in Chicago. It gets so cold in Chicago, you exhale and your breath freezes on your lip. <laughs> that's That doesn't seem like a good place to... Uh, why, why do people live in places like that? Like, we got to be aliens, I believe. <laughs> It's because it's what you know. Oh, you just and, get used to it? Man, and, and I tell you what, when the weather is good, the comedy isn't. So, like, when it gets warm outside, nobody want to be indoors. They want to be outside. Oh, that's true. So, you got to work from, like, September to, like, 
March. From September to March is when you get the best comedy shows. Maybe it'll slow down like in April. But after that, like when it starts, when it starts to break in May, you can give it up. It's about Nobody's coming into the thing. Nobody's coming into the club unless you bring in somebody with a huge name. Right. You know, so that you got to be ready for that. So out here, you can go anywhere, any time of the year, and it's still cool because people have so many people here and they have other things to do, but at least they like comedy. So That's true. Still, draw a crowd on a Wednesday night if you need to. So have you kind of uh, integrated into into like the comedy community over there? You like meeting peoples and do you have like a little group that you run around with? Not necessarily. I just, I, I have a club that I work out of called the Ice House. I like the Ice House. Ice House is the first comedy club in America. It's the oldest comedy club in America. Oh, wow. And I work out of there. Um, I don't, um, it's, uh, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to just be hanging out in clubs all night. I'm trying to get a TV show. So that's what right. my focus is. You know? There you go. Oh, that'd be fantastic. The TV show, I think that would be fantastic because that's the first thing that I think of whenever I see because it, it's a commercial, but I'm like, this should be the the show, not the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. So that's good to be, but that's, uh, have, so you've gone out and, uh, and done, to, you're working on that, shopping that thing around. Mm-hmm. You've done, yeah, so there's other stuff uh, shot. Yeah, we've we working on that and we're shopping it around. And then at the same time, I'm trying to write other stuff. Oh, trying to write cool. other shows that we think will be interesting to get out there. That's cool. Now, you do another character. I couldn't find out a whole lot about this, but there was uh, there's some on your website that mentioned of a uh, Negro Pope. <laughs> yeah, that started out as a joke. Um, I was like, shoot, if I'm going to get a job, I want to be the Pope because he got everything, right? Like That's He got right. his car. He got a city. And I was like, but it would be interesting being a Negro Pope. Because the first thing you had to do is you had to prepare the people for it. So I would have like a choir with two women, like a two-woman choir. And just so happened I found twins to do it. And oh, they wow. would announce me when I come in. So they come, so I, before I come in the room, they'd come in like, Negro Pope. <laughs> and then I come in. And then, uh, and then I go out uh, issuing out blessings. But here's the thing. Negro Pope is not necessarily religious. Oh, really? It's more a lifestyle. Oh, okay. Right, that sounds right. good. So your money could have an afterlife, like a life after you give it to me, you see? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's making sense. This I can get behind. Absolutely, and if you don't have a lot of money, you can't take your money where it needs to go like I can. If you give your money to me, I can have your money out on a yacht. Oh, my money would like that. Man, and your money would love to hang out with Diddy. I can hang out with Diddy. You can't because you're not the Negro Pope. Exactly. So really, it behooves you to give me your money so your money can live the life you can only dream of. Wow, that's beautiful. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So does that come out, uh, does that do the comedy clubs thing or is that the... What is well, that Well, actually, we, we shot something for the Negro Pope, but we still haven't edited it because it's really a long piece. Right. Because I'm explaining all this stuff. Right. And this right, is a long right. piece. So, and it's hard to decide which pieces to take out, which pieces to keep. Oh, that's tough. Because, you know, the Negro Pope actually also sells weed. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it's good. Called, Holy shit. Weed you can believe in. <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> and it's actually been Pope Daddy tested. Oh, so the Negro Pope actually you know, tests it, got to test the batches, yes, of course. Absolutely. It's, I can't sell none that I don't use. That's, that's I, true. I got to know what it is to sell it. And uh, it, it is the type of thing where you, you are guaranteed to get as close as you can to heaven without dying. Wow. Yeah. I think you might and have sold it. And we also are selling, uh, we're working on edibles. 
So we want to make so Negro Pope is putting together uh, Pope bacon. Oh, that sounds bacon good. Bacon infused with weed. Oh, okay. I thought it was just bacon. holy bacon. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so those are the, there are products that are associated with the Negro Pope, and plus like he like you know he licensed shit like like the Olympics. So oh, like the Olympics. Yeah, so it's like the official snack cake of the Negro Pope. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. Okay, the official yeah. soft drink. Of, okay. There we I'm go. trying so that's to do good. Nike so I can sell Air Pontiff. Some air pontus, so sound comfy. When you're leaping your way up to climbing the ladder to heaven. That's right, that's you right. Got, you gotta have your air pontus on. You gotta have them. You gotta have them. Man, that's a beautiful thing. So you got the uh the comedy, you're gonna be touring around. So you're gonna be touring like around in in the Chicago area? Yeah, I'll be in um like right now I know for sure I'll be in uh Broad Ripple at a club called Crackers. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'll be at the Comedy Cafe. I don't have all the dates worked out, but right. these are some of the places we'll be. We'll be in this club in Aurora called uh, the Comedy Shrine. Yeah, I'm in Aurora. Good. We'll be there. And um, I'm usually, usually I always find some time to go to the south side of Chicago and work at Riddles. So I don't know exactly when I'll be at Riddles, but I will be at Riddles one of the between June and July. Oh, that'll be fun! So you got that coming up. Go see, go see your mom and them. Hang out. Yeah, what do they, what do they think about all this? Yep. Oh, my mom. She uh, she's ready for me to be in Chicago. She oh, really? That. But uh, she's happy that I'm busy here. You know, I'm really? keeping busy here, so she's happy about that. But you know, she don't want her baby being out. Oh yeah, no, that's you know I'm how moms go. Well, you know, I'm her youngest boy. I have a little sister, and I have an older brother. And she, you know, I'm a mama's boy. My oh. brother is more under my dad, you know. Oh, I got you. So that yeah. makes sense. That'll be good. Go back and see the family and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's going to be fun. So you got that, uh, all that kind of stuff happening. You mm-hmm. got those things. How did your life change when you, because you guys made that video. Obviously, you, I mean, you make comedy videos. You do things. You put them out there. You don't know what's going to happen i mean what how did how did things change whenever you happen to look and see that this was taken off and the next thing you know you got celebrities dancing to a a jingle yeah i got the opportunity to do good morning america which was really fun oh man that sounds like fun yeah it was just a real brief spot but it was there we did that i think the the, the biggest issue biggest thing that changed was that i got more recognized like i'll be in a airport or something and somebody will walk up to me like my husband loves you can i have your autograph and it's usually um young white guys like they dig toby jones and um and toby digs them <laughs> <laughs> It's like um, the ultimate America story right. is, is, you know, let's get past all of the color and all the bullshit and let's just hang out and have a good time and, and rock it to the wheels fall off. You know, I like that. So people do recognize, but they I mean, obviously they say Toby. Do they say Toby? <laughs> yep. Yep. They want and they want to talk to Toby and want, you know, want to um, sometimes they'll want to take a picture or they want me to leave a message on their phone on their outgoing cell phone message. Right. Oh, that sounds like fun. Freddie not available. (laughs) (laughs) But you can give him a call back later when he is available. But right now, he's doing something probably with your girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Now friends. (laughs) That became sort of like the catchphrase catchphrase there. (laughs) Now friends. (laughs) You may ask yourself, how can he afford to sell this stuff so cheap? <laughs> well, I'm drunk right now, and this is a big drunk discount sale down here at Jones. Big 
big-ass truck rental and storage facility. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you had the there's a Ask Toby videos. I mean, there's a there's a treasure trove. You know what? And they they got videos that they haven't even released that we shot. Oh, really? Yeah, they they, they I don't know what they're holding back for, but they have not released them, and we shot them over the last summer or so. Um, one of them, I don't know if they did they ever put up the one about uh, was Michael Jordan versus uh, LeBron James? LeBron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they I saw that, that one. one. Right. There was other ones that was around that same time that they haven't put out yet. Wow, that's interesting. That's fun. Yeah. So there's more stuff to be had. That uh, there's more TV stuff to show? be had. Yep. TV show coming out. Well, that's fantastic. Do you have um before I let you go here? Do you have any sort of uh, any sort of life advice that you would like to leave anyone who who may be listening to this? Sure. Um, and 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 this is like the best advice that I can give you is to. Do everything in moderation. If you got a problem, it's usually because you got too much of something or not enough of something else. And 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 the other biggest advice I can give anybody is if you have a problem, you got to get it to the root cause of the problem. Don't just deal with the symptoms, right? Right. Don't just deal if you if you know if you if you drink too much, find out what makes you want to drink all the time. Find out what triggers that and fix that as opposed to trying to stop the drinking person say right. go to the root cause snatch out that evil root and plant something there that's beautiful and let it and watch it grow and this life is just too much fun to be had to be unhappy oh i love it i love it. i think that's the best advice that i've ever gotten on this show that's beautiful <laughs> well i appreciate that <laughs> well i appreciate thank you so much for being on the show mr hines thank and i wish you nothing me. but the best we'll have to uh we'll have to catch up after that tv show sells and then everybody's uh you know clamoring to have you on their tv shows and stuff we'll have to get you back i would love to do that and and then maybe we should go out and fight crime together yeah that would be fun that'd be fun i catch <laughs> the speeders and then and then you make fun of them for speed <laughs> that would be a good show i would watch that show absolutely absolutely <laughs> well thank you for having me man it's been a lot of fun <laughs> Do 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 do